So that's a nice way to ease your way into offering some fresh foods for cats. If you do nothing else in this video, at least focus on that. A lot of people think that, well, I live in a small apartment and a having a lazy cat is normal. Honestly, it's not normal. Cats are very, very good at adapting to any size. They just need a little exercise, a lot of fun, and it's a great bonding experience. So it's good for you, it's good for your cat. It's a nice stress reliever for both of you. You know, you're spending quality time together and you're having fun together. And unfortunately, a very, very large percent of animals that end up in shelters are because of behavioral issues. They are very easy to correct. It really just comes down to understanding the animal and providing that mental stimulation, lots of exercise, socialization, training, and good food. Hey friends, it's Jess and Jericho. I don't know if you can see him, but he's sitting in my lap right now. <laughs> so the first tip to get your cat started on a fresh, healthy new year is to focus more on fresh foods and less on processed foods. And by that I mean ideally raw, but if you can't do raw for whatever reason, or maybe you wanna do half raw, have something else like wet food, definitely go for a human grade quality wet food. So Jericho's diet is 100% raw. He eats whole prey quail, little baby chicks, and then chunks of meat, raw meaty bones, and some organs. He also has this catgrass plant right here. That's a really easy way to add some fresh whole foods to your cat's diet. It also provides a lot of mental stimulation. So that's a nice way to ease your way into offering some fresh foods for cats. Dr. Karen Becker says your pet will thrive eating a diet that's as close to his ancestral diet as possible. Feed as much unprocessed fresh food as you can afford. And all of the tips in this video come from one of Dr. Karen Becker's recent articles. And so I'll link that in the description below. It's more heavily focused on dogs. So I'm going to put in some, some nice nuggets for our cats. Now I hear you saying my cat is too picky to eat good quality food. If you're new here, I have videos, I have a course and I have an ebook and I have a website. I have tips specifically formulated for picky cats to get your cat from whatever kibble or wet food he's eating now to a better quality wet food or raw. All of the options are in the description below. But basically month one, you can just focus on replacing your cat's treats. So instead of those crunchy carb rich treats that you shake and your cat comes running, try to aim for freeze dried or dehydrated raw muscle meats and organs. Month two, you can focus on fresh food toppers. As I mentioned, you can get a cat grass plant. You can also cut up some meat that you prepare for yourself. Before you season it, you can offer a couple of chunks of chicken thigh or boneless turkey thigh to your cat and just put it on top of his food, just a small amount, less than about 10% of what your cat eats total for the day and see if your cat goes for it. That can be really encouraging and surprising. Your cat might just go for it and then you'll know that you can transition your cat to better quality food. And then in month three, that's what you can focus on is starting the transition to that better quality food. So some foods that made it on Susan Thixton's list, which means they proved that their ingredients are human grade quality. They do batch testing and all of their packaging is BPA free. Two wet foods that I would suggest are raised right. This was the closest that you're going to get to a home cooked style meal. The only thing is this one is only a suitable for adult cats. The other one, Smalls, is suitable for all life stages. 
that's a lightly cooked wet food. There are more synthetic supplements, but all of them are human grade at least. So, I mean, you know, most commercial cat food brands have a lot of synthetic supplements, at least with smalls, they're human grade quality. For a complete raw, you can try Quest Cat Food. That's freeze-dried raw. There are no synthetic supplements. If you want frozen ground raw, I'd suggest Darwin's. There are some synthetic supplements, but again, it's human grade quality and it's subscription-based, so it makes it really easy for busy parents that are completely new to raw. If you wanna go the homemade route, I have instructions in the description, so no worries. I would suggest Viva Raw or Hair Today. And you can check the description for coupon codes and discounts, meal prep, instructions, everything that you need is in the description. So that's number one, focus more on fresh foods and less on processed foods. If you do nothing else in this video, at least focus on that. And that's something that you can start the first couple months of the year, start slow because cats are sensitive to all types of changes, diet changes, environment changes, everything, even moving things around. So just start with one thing and work your way through the rest of the list. And I would definitely prioritize food first because we are what we eat. Tip number two is to get a lot of movement. So this is really, really beneficial for indoor cats, especially those that have a sedentary lifestyle. If you're not feeding the best food, your cat might be overweight or obese, and that's just going to make your cat lazier. A lot of people think that, well, I live in a small apartment and a la having a lazy cat is normal. Honestly, it's not normal. Cats are very, very good at adapting to any size. They just need a little exercise. And think about it like this. The indoor version of hunting is playing. So the best way to get your cat active is to play with him. Now I hear you saying that my cat isn't interested in playing. I've heard this many times from friends, people in YouTube comments, from clients when I used to be a cat sitter, my family. Then I go over to the, the client's house or my friend's house and I start playing with the cat and they're like, he never plays with me like that. <laughs> and I'm like, because I actually try and I have fun. So Dr. Karen Becker says, keeping your pet active is a key part of their mental and physical well-being and it's free. So that's the best part about it is you don't really need any special tools. You probably already have cat toys. I also have a video where you can make some teepee roll cat toys. Cats love cardboard. It's not a secret, everybody knows that. Cardboard's made from trees and trees are the cat's natural scratching post. That's why they love toilet paper rolls and paper towel rolls. So you can make t toilet paper roll toys out of stuff that you, you know, you already have that. There's also another video that I have on how to get your cat to play without toys. So check those out in the description. It's really easy and it's a lot of fun and it's a great bonding experience. So it's good for you, it's good for your cat. It's a nice stress reliever for both of you. You know, you're spending quality time together and you're having fun together. So really definitely wanna to try to play with your cat. Another thing that you can do, if you live in a nice area, the weather's nice, there's not a lot of people. I'm in the city, so it's way too crowded and busy and loud for me to do this. But if you have the land and the space, you can also harness train your cat to walk on a harness and a leash. You can do some clicker training as well. This is really beneficial and you can take your cat for walks. There's a lot of mental stimulation. And I have a video, of course, on how to, how to harness train your cat. So check the description for that one. So number one, fresh foods. Number two, lots of movement. Number three is to stimulate their mind. And Dr. Karen Becker said, provide opportunities for your cat to climb, scratch, and stretch. 
which are all natural feline activities. I also recommend letting your kitty hunt for her meals at least sometimes. So this kind of piggybacks off of play. Playing with your cat will definitely provide a lot of mental stimulation because hunting provides a lot of mental stimulation. The indoor version of hunting is playing. But as Dr. Karen Becker says, you can also hide your cat's meals or even treats around your home for your cat to hunt. This is a great way to simulate the hunting experience indoors. I do this with Jericho every day. Around noon, while I prepare my lunch, he's going around the apartment looking for treats. So I use glass jar lids and freeze-dried meats and organs, hide them around the apartment on top of his cat condo, inside his ripple rug, inside of his bed, really anywhere they fit, inside of his tunnel, like anywhere. You can also try treat release toys, puzzle toys, in that toilet paper roll toy video, I included a food puzzle toy that you can make with toilet paper rolls. You can also try the Cat Amazing food puzzle toy. That one's really cool. My mom's four cats really liked it. They tried the classics, the one that's the beginner level. And Jericho really likes the sliders. That's more of an advanced puzzle toy. Keeps him busy and it's mentally stimulating. And it's a great way, again, to simulate the hunting experience indoors. This prevents boredom, prevents stress stimulates his mind. Think about it when you do things, when you're active, when you're outside, you're playing a sport or you're being creative or you accomplish your goals, you check things off of your to-do list, you feel mentally stimulated and you feel like a good rush because you're you're doing, you're doing things. So that's how our cats feel when they hunt indoors and when we play with them. So number three, again, is to stimulate your cat's mind. Think about hunting indoors. Number four for a healthy new start of the new year is to embrace crate training. Now, again, as I mentioned that Dr. Karen Becker's article is more focused on dogs, but with cat carriers, we definitely want our cats to be comfortable in them, especially if you're bringing them outside for walks, when you're bringing them to the vet, or maybe when you have to move, you wanna make sure that your cat's already comfortable in his carrier before you have to use it. Dr. Becker says, the more familiar and comfortable your cat is with her carrier and the safer she feels in it, the less stressful it will be for her when you need to move her in it. So don't wait around until the last minute. Like I said, cats are very sensitive to changes. They can be trained. It just takes time and patience. So what I do for Jericho, he has a Your Cat backpack. I put it on top of his little condo, DIY condo stairs that I made and I leave it completely open. He actually chooses to go in there and loves to curl up and nap in there. He liked it right when I got it, and you know it's super sturdy, super comfortable, and there are nettings around it, so it's breathable and it's nice and fresh. I actually prefer the backpack more than the carriers that you sling on your shoulder or hold at your side, just because the distribution of the weight is, is much better. You know, you're not lugging it on one side of your body. It's a backpack that, you know, you have both of your shoulders supporting you. I prefer that, but there are other carriers that are the mesh-looking ones rather than the plastic prison ones. Those are the ones, the mesh-looking ones that have softer material. Those are the ones that I would suggest versus the plastic prisons. Number five tip to keep your cat happy and have a nice healthy new year with your cat is to engage in training and socialization. So again, this might you might think that this is more towards dogs, but I mean, this can apply to cats as well. Cats are social creatures. They just have to feel comfortable and safe in their environment. Dr. Becker says animals that are well socialized and well behaved 
make wonderful companions and have much less chance of winding up at an animal shelter. So again, with mental stimulation and good quality food and training, this all contributes to very good behavior. And unfortunately, a very, very large percent of animals that end up in shelters are because of behavioral issues. And yes, it takes time and patience, but they are very easy to correct. It really just comes down to understanding the animal and providing that mental stimulation, lots of exercise, socialization, training, and good food. So you definitely want to do some training based on fear-free. So that means, you know, encouraging your cat positively, using healthy treats, using petting as a reward, or you can use toys, whichever your cat really likes the best. And you can use clicker training. I would say limit clicker training to about maybe two or three minutes. I mean, anything longer than that, your cat's going to get bored and kind of uninterested in it. And you don't want to do it on an empty stomach, so you can do it in the middle of the day or maybe even right after your cat eats if he doesn't like to nap afterwards. But there are clicker training tools available. Very, very easy. Cat School is a great channel. She has a lot of videos about how you can clicker train your cat. She trains her cats to do tricks and harness training, of course. So I'll put those videos in the description. Jericho is really comfortable in his environment. Like I said, he's in, sitting in my lap right now. and. As you probably know, most cats aren't lap cats. Some of my friends will come over and it's Jericho's first time meeting them and they go down and they sit on the couch and he's in their lap. Even when maintenance crew comes over to check stuff, to check something, Jericho's rolling around and rubbing on things and showing off how cute he is. He lets strangers pet him. He's very, very comfortable and very safe in his environment. And so he's very social when strangers come over. And this is definitely all thanks to mental stimulation, good quality food, lots of play and lots of enrichment and lots of positive training. Number six tip is regular wellness visits. And, you know, of course, Dr. Becker is going to say this because she's a veterinarian. She says, ideally, go to your vet twice a year for wellness exams. I mean, honestly, I don't do that. You know, I do blood work. I think the last time I did blood work, blood work was about two years ago. If you don't want to go to the vet that often, you can still test your cat's urine and feces at home. I use affordable pet labs because it's a company created by veterinarians. They use the same labs that veterinarians use. They send you the sample kit and a prepaid shipping label. So you collect everything at home, mail it in, and it goes straight to their lab, and then they email your results to you. The only thing is they don't make interpretations, so you can't like make an appointment with them to go over the labs. You would still have to go to your veterinarian to discuss that. So if you want to do it at home and maybe your cat's a little stressed when you take, take them to the vet, you can just do that to do the samples at home, get the results, and then go to the vet. That way you already have the samples and it's less that your vet has to take from the cat. So your vet can just do the physical exam and then the blood work and then you can chit chat about all of the results. Dr. Becker also says, at your visits refuse unnecessary needling to ensure your pet is not over needled, which poses health risks. I recommend bringing your pet to see an integrative veterinarian who will not only care for your pet, but also work with you to make informed, wise lifestyle decisions over your pet's lifetime. So I definitely agree with this because you can just do an antibody titer test, which is a blood test that will measure if your cat's immune to certain diseases. It's very interesting because a lot of people will say that these needlings 
are, I don't know if you can tell I'm avoiding certain words, these needlings are a big source of income for vets. But these shots are actually way cheaper than antibody titer tests, and antibody titer tests are much safer. So I don't understand why that's used as a, as a reason why to do it, because the anti- I, I paid $250 for each titer test. You have to do one for rabies, one for FERCP, like one separate titer test for each of the different needles that you could get. But the actual shot for protection is like 40 bucks. So I don't know why they don't push the titer test because those are much more expensive. But you do that, you get the blood work, and then it'll tell you if your cat's already immune. Now, I understand certain states have certain laws, but if your cat's indoor only, I don't know. I mean, you have to decide. But there are a lot of veterinarians that are realizing that we're overdoing it and they are causing health problems because it's a big attack on the immune system. If your cat's already immune, there's no reason to overdo it. It's not like your cat's going to get more protection. Your cat's already protected. And also along the lines of feeding your cat better, check out this playlist right over Mia. It's my new nutrition course and I teach you everything that I know about nutrition so that you can formulate cat food at home and speak to your vet confidently about your feeding choices and make sure your cat's getting a complete and balanced meal, all homemade, all fresh. Thank you so much for watching.